Welcome, your weekly podcast, where it's all about developing leaders, growing your business, and ensuring personal success. And now, your host, professional speaker, author, and breakthrough coach, Carl Schultz. Hello there. Welcome to episode number four. I never know whether to say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, because you're going to be listening to this episode at various times of the day. Now, for me, this is good evening. It's quite late and late in the evening, and I, I enjoy working late at night, and I kind of find that that's when I get my best work done. So welcome, all you entrepreneurs. Interesting thought I had the other day. What is What does it really mean to be an entrepreneur? Or what is the definition of an entrepreneur? Many people disqualify themselves and they think, well, I'm not in business or I don't have my own business or I'm not running a business, therefore I'm not an entrepreneur. So what is an entrepreneur? Let me tell you. The best definition I could ever come up with of what an entrepreneur is, is this. An entrepreneur is somebody who could take a thought or an idea and turn it into a business. Now, are you an entrepreneur? Were you able to take a thought or an idea and turn that into a business? And I bet you, every single one of you that is in business right now, you did exactly that. You looked around, you had a thought or an idea, and you turned it into a business. And isn't that amazing that you could take a a thought or an idea, something like nothing, and turn it into a business that can produce money? It's like, Creating money out of nothing. I remember my parents always used to say to me, money doesn't grow on trees. In actual fact, it does. It grows on the the trees in your mind, the branches in your mind and the thoughts in your mind. And you can take those thoughts and turn them into a business. Now today I'd like to share with you five focus areas for anybody that is thinking of starting a business or in fact anybody that is in business. The five areas that I want you as a business owner to focus on. As business owners, we often spend so much time working in our business that we don't have time to work on our business. I sit with many business owners and they're just so busy. You, you're just so busy managing things and managing people and reacting to certain situations. I mean, not only are you the, the, the salesperson, but you also have to do orders. You've got to clean the the business, you've got to be a cleaner, a salesperson, you've got to answer the phone, receptionist, accountant, you've got to do everything in your business and you don't really have time to stand back and work on your business. When it comes to the focus areas, these are things that you as a business owner really need to sit back once in a while and consider and focus on these areas. Make sure that the people that are working for you in your business are doing the other things. You need to be doing the 5% that they can't do. Let them do the other 95% of things. The 5% that they can't do in your business, that's what you need to be doing. And, And most of that comes back to focus. So the first focus area I need you to consider is the type of business that you're running. You know, most of us, when we start off business, we... We start off as an informal business. That's where you have a thought or an idea and you start testing the marketplace and you start bringing in your product and you start trying out things. And it's very much informal. It's a one-man show most of the time when you start up. Uh, most of the time, it's it's not even a registered business. And you're just doing things and, you, and you're taking it slow and you're slowly building this business. 
Now, as your business grows, these are things that you're going to have to consider. You might even want to list your company or take your company public where you're going to sell shares on the stock exchange and that way generate income to grow your business even further. Now, why is it important that you focus on this, on the type of business? Let me tell you, it's all about liability. It's all about who is liable for what in case things go wrong. Let's say you're running a one-man business, okay? You haven't registered your business. You are the business owner and you are the business. Let's say something goes wrong. Let's say you buy a product from your supplier and you supply that product to a customer and the customer uses that product and something happens to them and the customer comes after you and they sue you. If your business is not registered and you're running as a one-man show, Total liability rests with you, the owner of the business. Okay, There's no separation from business and you. You are the business. The business is you. You become liable for everything. You can be sued in your personal capacity. They can come take your house, your car, your furniture, your clothing. They can take everything from you. You really need to consider the where the liability rests. If you register a company and your company is registered, liability rests with the company, the entity, and that removes the liability from yourself as the business owner. You know, you need to look at the legal aspects and the different kinds of businesses, the different ways of registering your business business because all of these are, are different and the liability is different depending on whether you're a director or shareholder or a partner in this business. So you need to focus on that. And really, you need to take the time, read up, do a little bit of searching on the internet, and then go and speak to someone who's a professional who can give you the right kind of, ad- of advice. So this is very, very, very important. So as your business grows and as you grow your business, consider that. I've seen so many guys who started off um, a small business, one-man show they ran their business and their business just grew and grew and grew and grew but they didn't they didn't adapt they didn't then later go and register they didn't separate themselves from the business and they ran into big trouble there's also tax implications um, and there's tax benefits in registering a business so look into that that's focus area number one focus area number two your marketplace you regularly need to spend time Thinking about, analyzing, researching, looking into your marketplace. Where is your marketplace? What does your marketplace look like? Is your marketplace changing? Is the area that you're marketing your business in still the right area for your business? Or has something changed in your business? I know that in one of my past businesses, Um, I lost track of that. I I wasn't constantly in touch with my marketplace and my marketplace changed. The people changed. The needs of my customers in that area changed. Let me give you some advice. Do research around your marketplace at least once every three months. At least once every three months you need to go out there, communicate with your customers, communicate with your marketplace, find out, do a, a questionnaire, Find out whether your customers are still there, number one, whether they still need your product or whether something has changed in that area. If you are a trader or if you run in a business in a local area, let me give you a little bit of a tip around your marketplace. If your business is drawing from the immediate area around your business, okay, so your customers live in the area around your business, I want you to get in your car 
and I want you to drive in one direction so let's let's say you're driving north for around 10 to 15 minutes okay that's from your business premises then I want you to drive south for 10 to 15 minutes I want you to to drive west 10 to 15 minutes and east 10 to 15 minutes and then draw a circle around that area now we call that your 10 or your 15 minute radius that's where the majority of your customers are and that's where you need to be focusing the majority of your marketing obviously this depends on your market on your the type of business that you're running if you're running an internet business of course that's totally different but if you're running a, a local business in a local area most of your marketing and most of your market research happens in that 15 minute radius around your business and we tend to neglect that we tend to not really focus on what's happening in our immediate area so focus area number two is your marketplace focus area number three your business plan what is your plan for your business now I'm not talking about that big document that you take to a, a bank or a financial institute when you want to borrow money or when you're looking for funding I'm talking about your plan for your business the piece of paper the one pager that you've written out that you constantly are looking at where you say to yourself what is my plan for my business how how big do I want to grow my business what is my turnover going to be um, what are the products that I'm going to be delivering in other words the what am I doing where am I doing it with whom am I doing it and how am I going to do it your basic basic business plan I've heard so many debates on should I have a business plan shouldn't I have a business plan our oh, business plan is not that important our oh, business plan is very very important let me tell you something a business plan is very 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 important how many people have ever gone out and built a house without a plan you just buy the material you pack them on the lawn and you just start building without a plan nobody ever does that well then why do you want to build a business without a plan you have to have a plan you have to have at least a one pager where you've written out exactly what it is that you're doing what it is that you're going to be focusing on um, and if I can talk about a business plan, it's basically just three things, okay? It's the opportunity that you've identified. How are you going to take advantage of this opportunity? And number three, what makes you unique? What makes you so special that customers are going to use you? So that's it. That's your business plan, really. Those three things. I would say you need to spend time weekly, but actually daily, on your business plan. You need to glance at your business plan every day or at least once a week if you don't really want to do it every day but it just keeps you on track and it keeps you focused um, remember as a business owner you the business owner you're the one that needs to come up with a plan and you're the one that needs to take the business somewhere and without a plan you ain't going anywhere focus area number four your company profile well, i like to call this your company's cv if you had to go for a job interview what's the first thing you do you send through your cv the person you're going to the interview with they will receive all these different cvs they'd look at the cvs and they'd identify potential candidates and then what do they do they call the candidates in they have an interview with a candidate and there they decide who's the one who's going to be getting the job that's the same with your with your business your business needs to have some kind of a, a profile or a cv that you could send to potential customers 
And when the potential customer looks at your company profile, they then get to decide whether they're going to do business with you or not. So many businesses that I uh, that I help and that I coach, and I ask them, show me your company profile. So before I even decide to work with a company to help them or to coach them, I always ask them to show me their company profile. And let me tell you something, less than 10% of businesses have a company profile or a CV for their for their company. So what do you send to a customer? How do you show the customer who you are to gain the customer's confidence so that the customer then can say, all right, I'm going to be doing business with this business because this business looks credible. So what, what needs to be in your company profile? So in your company profile, it's basically who you are when you started. You can share a little bit around your vision and your mission if you want to, some of your values or your core values, what you stand for in a business. Talk about the ownership, who owns the business, are there different directors or, or partners in the business, and you, and you list all of these people in your company profile. You talk about your products and your services, uh, maybe how long you've, gonna, you've been in business, and you just mention a couple of those things. In the show notes, I'll give you a, a just a template, a basic template for a company profile. And you can fill that out. And um, it just helps you also clarify in your mind exactly what kind of business you're running, what you stand for, what your values are, what your mission and your vision is um, with your for your business and kind of where you're going. It just makes you look a little bit more professional. And trust me. When a customer needs to decide who they're going to choose to do business with, a solid company profile makes a huge, huge difference. And and this is something that you can do yourself. Take the template, fill it out, fill in the relevant. You don't have to fill in everything. Just fill in the relevant parts and, and use that. Put that up somewhere on your website. Send it out as an introduction when you introducing your business to new potential customers when you're going to be partnering partnering with other businesses or approaching other businesses to to be able to service them or sell your products to them and you send a company profile it really really speaks volumes focus area number five this for me is also something that a lot of businesses neglect your brand and I'm not talking about branding I'm not talking about signage although that's also part of your brand but I'm talking about your company brand I'm talking about that um, identity that people associate with your business so if I had to look at your business what does your business stand for what does the brand stand for what does your brand speak to me and your branding does your logo the colors, your signage, the, the shop front, your stationery, the people that are working for your business, you yourself, do you, rep do you all kind of um, speak the same language? Are all of you representing the same brand or is it mismatched? Uh, the, the brand looks credible when I look at your logo and your colors, but the people that are working for you, they don't look credible. They, they aren't neat. They don't look like they are associated to your brand when you speak do you speak as a brand ambassador when people look at you do they recognize a brand that is solid that is credible and that they want to do business with there's one lesson I learned as a business owner very early on and that is that even when I'm not in my business people are watching me so even when I'm 
walking around in the mall um, on a weekend, even when I'm posting messages on Facebook or on Twitter or on any kind of social media platform, if I'm at a sports function or at an event, people people know me, people look at me, and they recognize me as, as a business owner in the area. And I need to remember this. And I need to remember that I am a brand ambassador for my business. So I need to behave. I need to make sure that the comments that I that I make on Facebook, the 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 posts that I like or that I share, that they're appropriate. That those posts are are building my brand as a business owner and and building the brand of my business. You are your business, and people will people will judge you for that. And people will look at the way you you react when you drive in on the road, when you cut somebody off, or when you give somebody a gap to pull in in front of you and when you act with kindness when you're not in your business people know you they see you and that plays a lot on whether they're going to do business with you or not so remember that focus on your brand everything you do everything you say the way you behave the way you speak the way you treat people in general so that's it those are the five focus areas for any business owner or anybody thinking of going into business. Let me tell you something. You can be so busy working in your business that you forget or you don't have time to work on your business. And it's only when you start working on your business that you can succeed. It's only when you start working on your business that you can be proactive and that you can plan. And you can, and you can see things coming before they happen. And you can overcome obstacles because you're ready for them because you're proactive, because you're focusing on the right things. You're not wasting your time doing things that are just like keeping you busy all the time. You know how many times I meet people and I ask them, how are you doing? And the first thing they tell me is, I'm so busy, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. And they're so busy that they don't even take five minutes to just sit back and think and plan before they make a decision. And most of the times, I guarantee you, they make the wrong decisions. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. One last thought. Your business is an asset. You're building an asset of value. From the beginning, plan to build a business that you can sell one day. In other words, structure everything so that your business is sellable. That means you need to keep a good and solid record of everything that's happening in your business. A solid record of your assets, a solid record of your turnover, of your income and your expenses, your profits. And that way, one day when you want to sell your business and someone looks at your books, they can see something of value. They can attach a certain value to your business and you could get your price for your business. That way you can also measure the value of your business and plan to grow your business in such a way that it's a valuable asset that you could sell one day. I remember my very first business that I sold. I had absolutely no records. I had no books. I, I had a, a really solid business. It was doing a good turnover, but I couldn't prove the turnover. I couldn't prove the profits. I couldn't prove the value of the assets. So the buyer that came in and bought the business came and he took the business on face value. He looked at the business. He looked at the assets. He, he made me an offer. And I know I could have gotten three times that amount if only... I had documented everything properly from the beginning. So that's the advice I want to give you. 
build an asset. Don't just build a business that's going to put food on the table and keep you going. Build an asset of value. Something that's valuable that one day you can sell or pass on to your children. So that's it for today. Next week we're going to be talking about the five key systems for success. Remember I told you that I've owned various franchises. And what I learned about owning franchises is that a franchise business operates within certain systems. And there's five key systems that every business needs to have active and running successfully in their business. I'm going to share these five key systems with you next week. So until next week, remember... In all you learn, may you be empowered to prosper.